0: Told me this movie you write us Spread love, be wise, and let foolery fight ourselves Cause it's a war going on outside On the corner, it's a war On your TV screen every morning Not the war with the bombs and the helicopters swarming But the war for your soul That's what everyone's ignoring It's a war going on Yeah, it's a war going on Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pursuit of Truth podcast. My name is Will. I'm your host. Today's date is July 15th, 2021. This is going to be episode number 70. It's going to be called, Clearly, Something Isn't Right Here. So, hope you're all doing well. As I say, hope you had a good Wednesday. Hope you're having an even better Thursday. Hope you're going to war with yourself every day. Hope you're pushing yourself. I hope hope that you're inflicting suffering upon yourself because adversity helps us to grow. Not bad suffering, but good suffering in terms like, you know, doing things like like working out or doing the hard things at work, going above and beyond, going the extra mile. You know, in the Bible, uh, Jesus said, uh, if a soldier asks you to carry his armor or his, his, uh, his stuff one mile, carry it two miles. Clearly, clearly, Jesus was talking about just doing extra, going the extra mile and things like that. So let's go ahead and get into our uh, news and stuff here. So I don't have much on the financial front. Then than so quickly on the finance. Okay, so let me preface this with this. Okay, so the people are seeing the central bank agenda. Okay, and they don't, they're seeing that the central bank doesn't want to help people. They want to keep people down. And this is actually backfiring because Janet Yellen is pushing forward with the plan and the Fed is finally, they're finally saying the quiet power part out loud. Okay, they're now telling people. That every other currency is worthless and to only look at the central bank digital currency and that everything is going to be fine because we got you and we're going to take care of you and just rely on the government because we are your overlords, right? So the enemy is panicking. and uh, We haven't seen them panic much like this, okay? Now, this entire plan is to, and what we've been doing here is exposing the central bank the enemy's system, okay? This is what this podcast is really about here, exposing the truth and showing what the enemy has really been doing. Right, because so I've been doing this. I've been telling people stuff on Snapchat for a long time, but you know, people like to listen to stuff that doesn't even matter. People would rather sit in their uh, their bubbles and bask in the sanguinity rather than listen to the truth, because the truth hurts. The truth, was, Jesus said, the truth would set you free. Right, and so the entire plan is to exp- we're here to expose the deep state and expose the enemy and how it's being driven. Okay. The thing is that the enemy knows that the people waking up, it's going to be difficult to stop. And it's hard to stop because they don't have a narrative here. Okay, I mean, they have a narrative, but they don't have a cover up. They don't have their pandemic because of the vaccines. They don't have their wars because Trump told everybody to go home. Right. So first, they're going to try to create violent riots across the country. And it's going to be small at first, you know, like 2020. You know, you saw those violent riots there. But the fake news and big tech is going to try to make it seem a lot larger than it really is, as if everyone is on one side like they did with the riots last year, because it, the majority of people are actually not those Black Lives Matter, everything is racist, police are bad, all cops are bad, phone at the mouth, everything is racist. Not, most people in America are not like that, right? But this, these riots and stuff, they're going to fail, okay? I've seen that in places like Cuba, or in places like South Africa, these rioters have been shot. They're getting shot by regular citizens that are shooting them, okay? And ho- hopefully it doesn't come to that in America, but it could happen, right? So the enemy is going to move into the next false flag. Uh, and I, and I, my personal opinion, I think that it's going to be a communication blackout because look what they've done in Cuba, okay? People have been trying to get the word out in Cuba, and the government has been blacking out their communication, okay? But the thing is that you got to realize that our enemy is global all over the world. They're so broad and wide. They're everywhere, everywhere you look. It's just this is gonna take a long time for this enemy to be beaten. They've already been caught. Okay, the, the United States Space Force is deals in cybersecurity. They have it all. All right, so let's look at our financial stuff. Uh, you know, there's a tweet by a lady named Jordan Lancaster on Twitter. She said a friend sent her a picture of a sign in Subway in North Carolina. Here's what the sign says. It says, sadly, due to government handouts, no one wants to work anymore. Therefore, we are short staff. Please be patient with the staff that did choose to come to work today and remember to tip our server. They chose to show up to serve you. And so Donald Trump Jr. put this out on Twitter it's a screenshot from CNN. CNN is saying, uh, "Well, Trump Jr. says there's a real tax on the middle class, and this is going to hurt many families badly." And so, what he screenshotted was CNN Business. Um, they put it on CNN. They put they put price increases. Excuse me, prices increase as the economy opens. Saying the June Consumer Price Index year over year, so pretty much laundry machines are up thirty percent, gas up forty five, used cars up forty five, car rental up ninety percent right airfare up 25% hotels up 17% furniture up 9% bacon up 8% TVs up 8% fruit up seven shoes up seven fit uh, excuse me fresh fish is up six milk is up 5% right so you can see this stuff is increasing right and so we have Janet Yellen she's telling the banks to not give loans and things like that and to stop supporting fossil fuel companies right so who, you know, Janet Yellen is the United States Treasury Secretary, and she's gonna actually, she's trying to gather the heads of the development banks to persuade them to stop fossil fuel project funding, you know, like stuff like oil, uh, coal, oil, and all that stuff. And this is all according to Bloomberg.com. So now we're also seeing that um, there is Federal Reserve Chairman uh, Jerome Powell. He actually testified before the United States uh, House. Um, Earlier on, actually, July 14th, and he said, quote, you wouldn't need stable coins, you wouldn't need cryptocurrencies if you had a digital United States currency, unquote. So, you know, the Federal Reserve is a central bank, and he's the chairman of the central bank, the Federal Reserve, and so he's going to say that because we all know, I told you many, many times, you all know it, about the Federal Reserve fighting against bitcoin and things like that because they're going to tell you don't look at gold don't look at silver don't look at cryptocurrency don't look at bitcoin just listen to the federal reserve listen to us and everything will be okay we're going to just destroy you but you won't even know it all right so i want to take you back to miami uh about the 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 condo collapse in miami right so there's a gentleman by the name of doran ionescu on on uh excuse not twitter but on youtube He put out a video on youtube showing like a really detailed analysis of the condo collapse right and so we're gonna get to the the you know the versions of the event being laid out um but let me ask you something okay so since doran ianescu he put out an ai generated 3d model of the condo showing you everything within the condo and everything um that collapsed Right. So there in, in this condo, there are three buildings called the Champlain, the Champlain buildings. Right. There's three of them. Right. And so my question here is that who has the time, money, information and motivation to put out five minute long videos that recreate the scene of the collapse at Surfside? Right. I mean, like the explanation in the video is so detailed from an architectural point of view, and it appears to include so much information about what really happened inside the billing that I haven't come across in official statements anywhere else. And it really got me to wondering who has the time, money, and motivation to put this stuff out. Okay. So I did my digging and went to check it out. So Ian, excuse me, Doran Ionescu is a, an artist and a musician who lives, who lives in Bucharest, Romania. I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly, but Hey, so he didn't post any of this on his Twitter P pe- his Twitter feed, literally nothing. He didn't, put any of this on that but now he's saying he was motivated to do it because he actually visited Surfside on a holiday vacation huh that that sounds kind of hmm, fishy to me right so it doesn't sound realistic now so I spent my time researching and I know how much time and energy this all takes and how hard it is to come by the information and evidence required to put this stuff together and so this guy apparently He came out with a a five minute long AI recreation of events that ties, excuse me, that tries to clearly paint the picture of these Surfside condos uh, and how they fell down because there was water damage by the pool, right? So let's examine the story that's being laid out, okay? So here's the explanation uh, as he writes in the description under the video, and we're going to start to unpack the stuff that he's talking about here. So there's hidden corrosion of the pool deck, right? So only 10% of the corrosion was actually visible on the ceiling of the garage, right? And so there's a punch through failure of 11 columns on the pool deck, right? And six of the columns were around parked cars on the pool level that all fell one level. And even the tower next to them is standing. It's weird, right? So the pool deck was dragged to the South. Excuse me. The pool deck actually dragged three main columns to the South, right? And so the three columns bent to the South, they didn't sustain the building anymore, and the middle structure of the building failed on itself, this is what Ionescu is saying, okay, so stair number two, which is next to the ocean, kept the other two, excuse me, kept the other tower two seconds more, and then it failed, right, and so the elevator kept the building sustained by the green column, that which is still standing, and he, this is in the video, if you look, want to look at Doran Ionescu, it's I-O-N-E-S-C-U. Dorin, like D-O-R-I-N. Dorin Ionescu. If you want to look at his YouTube channel, he actually has this video on there. Right? So, he's also put another 10-minute video together of various images of the Champlain Towers, uh, including a bunch of, you know, hard-to-come-by shots of water erosion in the garage. You know, I haven't found them anywhere else, but somehow this guy has the shots of the stuff, right? And... You can see on the video he has shots of the erosion in the concrete and things like that, right? And so if you ever take a minute to look at those pictures carefully, you'll be astounded, right? You'll be like, okay, it's just, you know, so now think about it. Does the minor concrete erosion on one pillar and patches of peeling concrete underneath balconies really add up to the massive structural failure that would have seen half of a 12-story condo collapse? Right, so here are more of his points and of his uh, of his official explanation to what occurred. Okay, so a 2018 report found a lot of water next to parking lot 78 that was next to the three columns that fell first. Now the water was from the pool apparently and two flower beds that were next to the building and probably other sources. This is what Doran is saying. Now there are two more identical buildings one block away. That's one. There's one on the beach and. Doran is saying that he hopes that they get structural testing soon. Huh. Now, he's saying that water leaking from the pool and water leaking out out from uh, two water, excuse me, out from watering two flower beds next to the building caused the collapse. Now, does that sound credible to you? Does water leaking from my pool and flower beds sound like it could collapse a 12-story building? Huh. It doesn't sound credible to me. Does it sound credible to you? now if you go through and read the comments underneath both of his videos here's what he keeps repeating over and over again even when it's not connected to what's being discussed he says this he says there are two more identical buildings one block away one is on the beach i hope they get structure testing soon he keeps saying that he keeps mentioning that right in his comments now just keep that in the back of your mind for now okay because I, I think that there's more that Went on at eight seven seven zero Collins Avenue, right? So his main thesis is that water from the pool, water from the pool, flowers and rain were found at underground parking lot number seventy eight. Now this parking lot number seventy eight is directly in front of the middle section of the condos that collapsed first. If you if you take a look at the condos, right? And he has this on his video as well. Now Ianescu says that all the water that all the water leaking from the pool that you see a long, long away, long, long way away from the actual middle part flooded down to parking area seventy-eight, and he says that there it started to erode three structural column columns holding up the front part of the central building that collapsed first. Now, does this really make sense to you? Now we saw that the pool was still standing long after the rest of the what they called a quote-unquote quote, pool deck, had collapsed. Now, thanks to 12 stories of rubble slamming down on it, right? So, the reconstruction shows that the garage descended to the pool from Area 78. So, if the garage descended to the pool, meaning the pools lower than the garage, how could the water have flowed from the pool down to the garage? It doesn't make sense. The water would have had to flow uphill to congregate around the middle part, right? This goes against the very basic law of physics, right? And, of course, this is all assuming that water damage could make three steel columns collapse in this way at exactly the same moment. It it, it sounds absurd, right? To suggest that is absurd. Now... Now, he has a screenshot here. Now, let me walk you through what this screenshot has. Okay, so pretty much he says that that the three red columns, which are in the middle, collapsed first. So, the the middle part collapsed first. And then it collapsed out to the north, right? And it brought the middle section of the building down. Now, if those three middle pillars collapsed first and all at once, that would have brought down just the front of the the building, because remember, it's in the front, in the middle of the building, right, and we would have seen a staggered collapse as the outside columns to the north would be stressed and start to sag, and bits of concrete would have sagged and then fell to the ground, not pancaking and falling all at once, and then, again, some while after that, the back part of the building with the the outer columns to the north started sagging and, and drooping, right, So all this would have taken more than 12 seconds for both parts of the building to drop to the floor, neatly pancaked, and it would have looked different, right? So it's clearly showing that most of these columns collapsed simultaneously, precisely at the same time, which is why it pancaked down the way it did in under eight seconds. Now, if we were hard pressed to believe that the water from flower beds in the pool could cause three steel pillars to fatally erode at exactly the same second, or are we really meant to believe that water damage buckled twenty steel columns fatally and all at once? Right. The facts are important. The facts matter. Now, this whole fairy tale story above um, it. It rests on the assertion that the pool sank first and the garage then collapsed. Because, remember, the garage was above the pool. Now, this person, Ionescu, is suggesting that the pool fell down first and then the garage collapsed. Right? But the pool didn't sink first and the garage didn't collapse first. Now, there's a video of the from the Wall Street Journal that shows water spilling into the garage before the Miami condo collapsed. Now, the mainstream media told us all that the video was taken by Spanish, a Spanish-speaking couple holidaying at the hotel next door. But the things that in the video, you can hear that the people are speaking English, and they're actually Americans. They're English-speaking Americans. The, the, the stuff doesn't add up, right? And then when they pulled up a screenshot from the Wall Street Journal... Um, there's water falling to the ground, as I said, and there's something on the ground un- underneath the water that's falling to the ground. That's like the water's dripping and spilling onto what looks like concrete blocks. Huh. This is starting to suggest that the back of the building had been brought down first. Something's not right here. So, all in all, when we look at the screenshots of the building after it fell down... How do we explain the big difference in how the middle of the section looks like clean cut and precisely sliced off as with a laser beam while the right hand side of the building collapsed still has remnants of furniture and flooring hanging on and it's not clear clean cut. It's a mess, huh? Something to think about there. Because if you look uh, at local, there's an article here by local10.com that says uh, a forensic engineer hired, hired by Surfside, where the Champlain buildings collapsed, was sidelined and he, quote, pissed off, unquote. So his name is Alan Kilsheimer. He says he's been denied access to debris from the collapsed condo. He says a very frustrated forensic engineer is sitting in a makeshift office inside Surfside t- Town Hall as he's analyzing plans Wednesday night. Now, at the end of the week, Alan Alan Kilsheimer said he's leaving without all the information he needs to get to the bottom of what happened at the Champlain Tower South in the early hours of June 24th. Miami-Dade County Police called called the site and debris a crime scene, and they are protecting the evidence. Huh. Why would the police be calling this a crime scene? Now, Kilsheimer said, quote, it makes it harder because I'm pissed off I can't get I can't get what I want when I want it, unquote. Now, Kelsheimer is used to being part of a team, not being sidelined. Now, he said, quote, in order to figure out what happened, there is a lot of information we need to get, and it requires access to the site and access to materials that were on the site that have now been trucked off the site. Right now, we can't get the access. Huh. Interesting. Now, the article goes on and says, Kilsheimer says he's not looking to interfere with the recovery, but to work alongside it, as he has all over the United States. He says, quote, this is the first time that I have not been given access, says Kilsheimer, who has designed 200 buildings in Washington, D.C. alone. As a forensic engineer, he was at the Pentagon four hours after the 9-11 attack. He also investigated the World Trade Center, the FIU Bridge and the Miami-Dade College garage collapse. He says he can't even get access to the sites where surfside debris is being stored off-site. He says, quote, we don't have access to anything. We can only go so far until we know what the materials are that the building was made out of. He asked to analyze drone video of the site. He says, quote, I said since I can't have access, I'd like to see that. I saw a note that said your request has been denied, unquote. He says, uh, it says that he's worried without that, without being consulted, vital elements could be destroyed. Huh? Really interesting. Why would they deny a forensic engineer with years and years of experience over about at least 20 years of experience? Why would they deny him access to this, to this building? So he can't see what materials were being used. It's kind of funny how, you know, you saw Joe Biden make a trip down to Surfside. And it's kind of funny because recently, Joe Biden's been making trips around the country to cover stuff up. Huh. We saw that a forensic engineer couldn't get access to the materials in this building and the site, someone who's had over 20 years of experience, at least since 9-11. And we knew that Joe Biden went to Pennsylvania to stop and criticize the forensic audit. Now... Trump put out a statement that said, Biden just said 150 people voted in the 2020 election presidential scam on the assumption that he said, excuse me, on the assumption that he meant 150 million people based on the fact that I got 75 million votes or more, that would mean that Biden got 75 million votes, which is 6 million votes less than what they said he got. So what is that all about? Are they already conceding 6 million votes? And that is true. If you look at Joe Biden's speech, he says 150 million Americans. he He said 150, but he meant 150 million Americans made their voices heard in the election. And Trump got 75 million. 75 plus 81 is not 150. And so speaking of the Pennsylvania, when Joe Biden went there, Trump put out a statement that said, Joe Biden is going to Pennsylvania today in order to rush to stop. The forensic audit that Pennsylvania Republican Senate is in the process of doing Philadelphia was a cesspool of corruption, which will soon be revealed by the audit. Why are they concerned? Why are they so concerned that a president who never goes anywhere would hop on beautiful Air Force One and head to Philadelphia? It were if it were an honest election, why not let the audit go forward and make everybody on both sides happy? The results will be the results. But they know it was not an honest election. Philadelphia was one of the most corrupt cities in the country. And so is Detroit. And so is Milwaukee. So is Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Oakland, and Baltimore. Corruption has gone on for years. But in the 2020 presidential election scam, with the mail-in ballots and the use of the COVID to cheat, corruption reached new levels. Remember, the poll watchers being thrown out the windows being sealed so nobody could look in, the ballot drops, and all of the other events that took place that changed so rapidly the big Trump win on election night. Joe should say, go forward with this. With all of these audits, his visit is a joke. He doesn't need to visit. All he needs to do is let them do an audit and and find out what happened. Who knows? Maybe they'll say the election was on the up and up, but many people would be shocked. Let the audit go forward like it is in Arizona, despite 107 Democrat lawyers trying to stop it and failing. Let the forensic audit go, Joe. Don't fight it. Show them how honest it was. Huh. He does have a point. And so, more Pennsylvania here. We're seeing here from the Gateway Pundit, they're saying, boom. Philadelphia attorney Bill McSwain blows up Bill Barr's WAPO which is Washington Post response, after the former AG was outed for dropping Pennsylvania fraud investigations. Now, President Trump mentioned at Texas CPAC last week that uh, U.S. Attorney Bill McSwain in Pennsylvania sent him a a letter recently, which which claimed that former Attorney General Bill Barr told him not to investigate the crimes and corruption that occurred in the 2020 election in that state. Now, President Trump then released a letter on Monday uh, that he received from McSwain. And so Bill McSwain is a native Pennsylvanian and former US district attorney for the Eastern District of Pennsylvania. He's now running for governor in Pennsylvania. And in the letter, it said there's a line from the letter that said, "Attorney General Bill Barr, however, instructed me not to make any public statements or put out any press regardless excuse me, any press releases regarding possible election irregularities." I was also given a directive to pass along serious allegations to the state attorney general for investigation the same state attorney general who had already declared that you could not win huh Un- that's crazy stuff and now bill Mc- bill mcswain is on twitter saying that the that the letter and the stuff that trump said about it is 100% true all right so now we're seeing from the epictimes.com that judicial watch is asking the court to order the United States Postal Service to disclose social media snooping documents. Because remember, the United States Postal Service, USPS, was able to, well, the USPS started snooping in on people's social media and watching what you post and things like that. So the lawsuit was filed by Judicial Watch in the United States District Court for D.C., uh, it's based on the group's April 28th U.S. Freedom of Information Act, FOIA, request and the failure of USPS to respond to the required deadline. Now, in its original re- request, Judicial WASH asked for all documents related to multiple aspects of the government's activity that is report- excuse me, reportedly known as the Internet Covert Operations Program, which is ICOP, uh, implemented by the USPS. Right. So Judicial Watch is looking for a good amount of stuff, uh, including things like all records from January 1st, 2020 uh, to the present, identifying criteria for flagging social media posts as inflammatory, right? Uh, related, everything that relates to the ICOP database of social media posts. All records and communications from January 1st, 2020 to the present between any USPS official and any official of the FBI or U.S. Department of Homeland Security regarding ICOP. All social media posts flagged under ICOP and forwarded to other government agencies. Any analyses outlining USPS uh, authority to monitor, track, and collect Americans' social media posts. All records concern, uh, concerning the justification to monitor, track, and collect the posts. Now, all records of communication sent to and by Chief Postal Inspector Gary Barksdale from January 1st, 2020, to the president concerning ICOP, and that's what the stuff that they're looking for. Now, Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton said in a statement, he said, quote, did the Biden administration weaponize the USPS to improperly spy on Americans? Okay, so moving on. So let's take a look at, you know, talk about Cuba a little bit. Okay, so... The Department of Homeland Security, the Secretary of uh, Homeland Security, his name is Alejandro Mayorkas, him and the Biden administration are threatening that any refugee from Cuba fleeing the communist regime and trying to reach the United States will be turned away. Let's take a listen to the clip here. Allow me to be clear. If you take to the sea, you will not come to the United States. The time is never right to attempt migration. I see. To those who risk their lives doing so, this risk is not worth taking. Again, I repeat, do not risk your life attempting to enter the United States illegally. You will not come to the United States. Now, can you think about what would happen if Trump's Secretary of Homeland Security said that? They would call him xenophobic and racist. Isn't that crazy? Now, it's crazy how joe biden said we stand with the cuban people we stand with them and freedom and their their natural rights need to be given to them it's funny how he said that now now it's crazy how joe biden is willing to let in migrants who are willing to vote for him at the united states mexico border but he's not willing to let in the cubans who are also fleeing from dictatorships and things like that now I, we know that the reason for this is that because we know that the Cuban people that would come from Cuba right now, they would not vote for Joe Biden and the Democrats. They wouldn't vote for them, okay? They would vote for the Republicans. It would happen, okay? So the translation here from Alejandro Myocris is this. He says, if we let you in, you have to vote Democrat. If you want freedom, there's no place for you in America. The Cuban people would be able to identify communism, and this is what we don't want. That's pretty much the translation there from what the Secretary of Homeland Security said. But I want you to notice where the Secretary of Homeland Security is from. Now, he was born in Havana, Cuba. Now, guess how he got to the United States? His parents brought him here when they fled away from the Communist Revolution in 1960. It isn't it, The irony is something else, okay? So, let's look at usnews.com. The British Defense Minister says that the United Kingdom will work with the Taliban should they come to power. Now... Britain is saying that they're going to work with the Taliban should they enter the government in Afghanistan. Now, saying, uh, quote, the British Defense Minister says, quote, whatever the government of the day is, provided it adheres to certain international norms, the UK government will engage with it, unquote. He said that in the news newspaper. Now, I know that people were so happy to get the United States out of uh, Afghanistan and things like that. They were celebrating and China saying you're not welcome. China saying United States get out and Afghanistan is welcoming China and it's 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 funny how the afghans are getting slaughtered by the, ta- the the taliban you had 22 afghanistan afghan commandos excuse me who surrendered but the taliban just slaughtered them they didn't take any prisoners now moving on now from there's an article here from the it says uh pay attention French President Emmanuel Macron announces all citizens who wish to shop drink and eat out restaurants travel or worship must be vaccinated okay he said that Now uh, I want you to keep a close eye on this because it wouldn't sur- it wouldn't surprise me if the United States government is watching the French public to gauge the reaction to see if the United States can implement that as well because that's what they want they want total control and now in response to this you're seeing a humongous protest in Paris. Now, people are taking to the streets. Oh, it's so many people, right? I would estimate it's 100 I would estimate 50 or 60,000. <laughs> now, people are chanting Liberté in Paris as a protest against mandatory vaccinations of healthcare workers and vaccination passports on Bastille Day, a national holiday in France. If you don't know, I'll talk about the French Revolution later because I love the French Revolution. I, I think it's so great. You had the Bastille and Robespierre and all that stuff happening and the Reign of Terror. I'll talk about that a little bit later and how it relates to the American Revolution. But remember the Bastille. It's on Bastille Day, Bastille Day, that they're protesting in France. But I guess Joe Biden was wrong. Freedom and liberty are not a call for more vaccines. It's the absolute opposite. And it seems that Macron is coming to an end. His rule is coming to an end. Uh, Why interfere with the enemy while they're in the process of destroying himself? Macron is destroying himself, okay? I think he's going to be done soon. Now, we're seeing in Spain that Spain's top court is ruling the pandemic lockdowns unconstitutional. And the ruling also said that the limitation on on movement violations, excuse me, the limitations on movement violated citizens' basic rights. Okay, so here's something I am hearing from the grapevine. Here's something, this is the grapevine, I cannot confirm. But I, this is, I, I'm going to paraphrase what I heard. So, I heard that in the Great Reset, after it's all over and if we've all been taken in by the Great Reset and we're all being controlled closely, and it's like totalitarianism here's what i hear i heard that you will only be able to travel outside of your city for three times in your life you will only get meat on your birthday that's the type of stuff i was hearing about the great reset all right and so we're talking about vaccinations now so this comes from the gateway pundit as well okay so biden's door-to-door vaccine sales uh pitch is leaked he's he actually tells his ambassadors to ignore the no solicitation signs and to withhold the vaccine side effects now because the biden administration failed of hitting their goal of 70 percent of americans vaccinated by july 4th and biden is actually recruiting left-wing activists to go door-to-door to to gather information on who has not been vaccinated and to encourage them to get the, the jab okay That's pretty much, uh, what he's doing there. There are actually newly released documents that detail how they're recruiting and training these goons to pester, uh, senior citizens who have, who should have the freedom to make their own choices. Now, Lake County, Illinois released documents relating to their quote COVID, excuse me, community health ambassador outreach door knocking project, unquote, that is designed to quote COVID increase COVID vaccine acceptance, unquote. Now the documents reveal this information, uh, Excuse me, the documents reveal the administration's questionable tactics in their slimy sales pitch for door-to-door knockers to educate people on the experimental jab while invading their privacy and withholding the side effects of the vaccine. Now, photos of the script uncover their campaign to lie, harass, and intimidate those who have not received the vaccine. Volunteers are also instructed to coerce property managers into letting them on the property to collect Data on residents. Volunteers are coached on how to let the property manager know that no personal info will be collected on residents. However, the workers are also given a separate sheet to gather information such as contact info addresses, vaccination status, and vaccine interest. In other words, they're lying about information being collected in order to get in order to get to your door uh, to use intimidation tactics. All right. So Tennessee in Tennessee, the Tennessee Department of Health is actually going to halt all adolescent vaccine outreach, not just for coronavirus, but for all diseases. Now, the health department in Tennessee is going to stop all COVID-19 vaccination events on school property, despite holding at least one such event this month. Now, the decisions to end vaccine outreach and school events come directly from Health Commissioner Dr. Lisa Piercy. The uh, internal report states and we're also seeing uh, from newschannel5.com that a Tennessee, Tennessee vaccine official says she was sent a muzzle one week before firing. Literally. No, no. Literally. There was a muzzle sent to her door. Now, it says Tennessee's former top vaccine official says she was sent a muzzle one week before she was fired. Her name is Dr. Michelle Fiscus and she was fired from the Tennessee Department of Health on Monday after facing scrutiny from the Republican state lawmakers over TDH's Outreach effects, excuse me, efforts to vaccinate teenagers against COVID 19. Now, Dr. Fiskus's husband, Brad, said they asked Tennessee Homeland Security to investigate, but Amazon will not reveal the name of the sender without a subpoena. Now, she said Dr. Fiskus said, quote, They must not know me. This muzzle is for a beagle, excuse me, this muzzle is for a beagle, but I am a pit bull. I applaud her for that. That's a pretty good one. Now Dr. Fiscus, she believes that she was fired to appease lawmakers after she sent out information uh, on the mature minor doctrine, which allows doctors to treat teenage patients without parental consent. And now we're seeing the CDC going on again, flapping their gums again. Uh, ABC News tells us that the Delta variant now accounts for about 58 percent of COVID-19 cases in the United States, the CDC says. Now, they're going to they're going to run out of Greek uh alphabet letters in a little bit. And so now we're seeing from CNN that Alabama military base orders troops to show vaccination proof as COVID-19 concerns are mounting. It says, in one of the most aggressive military efforts to combat rising COVID-19 infections, the commanding general of the army base at Fort Rucker, Alabama issued new orders on Tuesday that for the first time will compel service members to show proof of vaccination to their leaders. Huh? How about that? And so you know the company Johnson and Johnson, you know that, that 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 you know they have one of the vaccines out there. They you know Johnson and Johnson's one shot opposed to, opposed to Moderna and Pfizer, which are two, right? And so this comes from NBC that Johnson and Johnson are recalling Neutrogena and Aveno sunscreens because of benzene traces. Benzene, benzene. If Johnson and Johnson is is quote, quote, accidentally, putting benzene in their sunscreen, what do you think that they're putting in that COVID-19 vaccine? Haven't people had worse reactions to the Johnson & Johnson shot than Moderna and Pfizer? Now, some of you may be asking, what in the world is benzene? Well, benzene. Well, benzene is a colorless, flammable liquid with a sweet odor. Now, what are the health effects of benzene? Well, breathing in benzene can cause drowsiness, dizziness, and unconsciousness. Long-term benzene exposure causes effects on the bone marrow and can cause anemia and leukemia. Wow. These people are evil. Now, relating to Tennessee and the Tennessee Department of Health, um, Sean Davis actually quoted the tweet about Dr. Michelle Fiscus getting fired. Sean Davis says she got fired for telling doctors that they could start jabbing children without parental consent. And now we're seeing Senator Rand Paul introducing a bill to ban public trans transportation mask mandates. And now I want you to look at something else that's fishy. Okay, so the president of Haiti was assassinated on July 7th, and he actually, we know he opposed the distribution of the COVID-19 vaccine. And so on July 9th, which is two days later, Jen Psaki, which is press secretary for the White House, she said, quote, Haiti is one of the countries that is will be receiving vaccines from the United States. We we will be prepared to deliver those, hopefully, as early as next week, unquote. So (laughs) that should tell you all that you need to know. Somebody killed this guy so that they can get those vaccines up in there. Okay, look, 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 folks. They will kill people to get these vaccines into you. It makes me think, what is in these vaccines, okay? What is in them? Something ain't right. And also, if you remember, Donald Trump was really close to the president of Brazil, Bolsonaro. Now, Bolsonaro was with Trump, too. He was lockstep with Trump. And Bolsonaro also, according to Bloomberg, Bolsonaro mistrusted the COVID-19 vaccines. And they're saying that Brazil is falling behind. Now, we're seeing from TV on Twitter, they put it out that Brazil's president has just been hospitalized. Do you see how the enemy works? They are killing people to get this stuff inside of you. That means, in my opinion, I think that this means something that is important to them is inside of these vaccines. And don't rule out the power of nanotechnology. Because I told you before, on episode 33, that there is nanotechnology in these mRNA vaccines, because the COVID vaccines are mRNA vaccines. Nanotechnology, like nanopharmaceuticals, they work within mRNA vaccines. They're trying to get this stuff in you really, really badly. All right, and quickly, uh, there was a, in Toledo, Ohio, there was a George Floyd memorial that was struck by lightning on Wednesday. Now, the weirdest part of that, it was like, check the weather and everything. Now, the weirdest part of this is that the ground is dry everywhere over there in that area. Now, the weather was sunny and scatter, had scattered clouds on Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. So, something is going on here, okay? I would say God is working, All right. So now let's look at Minnesota. So it says breaking exclusive. Now, Michigan, she's not Michigan, not Minnesota, Michigan. So Michigan attorneys issue a cease and desist letter to vendor election source to prevent them from removing data from the election machines on the 15th of uh, this month. Now, Uh, It says the election firm called Election Source notified election officials throughout the state of Michigan that they will be discreetly breaking the law by eliminating election data from voting machines on the 15th. Attorneys have issued them a cease and desist order to prevent this destruction of evidence from happening. Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson has asked the Michigan election officials to do things to cover up the 2020 election fraud. Now, last week, an email was sent to the local election officials in the state from a company called Election Source that performs work on voting machines in the state. The company said that they would likely not send any letter like the following to election officials without Secretary of State Benson knowing about it. So she knew they sent this letter. And so we know that by law, the election data has to be kept uh, for at least 22 months after an election, which is like almost two years. And so... They're trying to remove the batteries from the machines and removing the batteries from the voting machines in Michigan is going to destroy the evidence on the machines from the 2020 election. Now, this is against the law and shouldn't happen until 2020, excuse me, until 22 months have passed. And why do you think they're trying so hard to cover this up? (laughs) You got Biden going to Pennsylvania, things like that. Secretary of State of Arizona, you know, Katie Hobbs trying to call it or fraud it. Merrick Garland trying to saying that the Department of Justice will scrutinize any and all election audits. So we're seeing from Maricopa County that a voter is indicted and accused of casting a ballot in her dead mother's name. So uh, attorney AG Mark Burnovich announced a new finding of voter fraud in Maricopa County. He said in the he tweeted the following statement. out. He says a Scottsdale woman has been indicted and accused of casting a vote in her deceased mother's name through an early ballot in the 2020 general election. Now, he goes on, he says, there's more, but I wonder who she voted for on her dead mother's ballot. Do you think you know who? I think I know who she voted for. And so, in Fulton County, Georgia, saying that, uh, Voter GA presents evidence of duplicate scanned batches uncovered from ballot images obtained from a lawsuit. Identical markings and writings uh, prove ballots were counted multiple times, compromising official certified election results. Now, of course, you know Trump doesn't miss a beat here. He says, quote, the news coming out of Georgia is beyond incredible. The hand recount in Fulton County was a total fraud. They stuffed the ballot box and got caught. We will lose our country if this is allowed to stand. Now, a couple of things before I get out of here. So we're seeing that oh, from Breitbart.com, the Obamas are creating a Netflix series about what they call black love stories, set during a New York power adage. I wonder if they would Develop a green love story that'd be great because you know, well everybody loves money, right? So Barack Obama and Michelle Obama have reportedly decided on their their next Netflix project, which is which is an anthology series about six black love stories set during a power outage in New York. Now, the Obamas are developing what they call blackout, huh? As a project involving six writers who will each pin one of the teen romances, according to multiple multiple reports, this series. Which will also be edited into a feature movie, takes place during a heat wave when the city loses power. Huh? That's interesting because didn't we talk about how in Cuba, you know, they were cutting off communication and, you know, blackouts would happen around the world in places like Frankfurt, Germany, and the Vatican, and Italy, and because of the Leonardo satellites, and India? Huh? Huh? Didn't we say that uh, the the enemy will try to cause massive blackouts when their narrative is not standing up and people are finding out the truth isn't cuba right now blacking out the media and not allowing the narrative to get out huh huh that's not just i don't know i don't know why but that's just really really interesting to me how the obamas would do this and we're seeing all the things around the world that have happened and are currently happening huh wait wait a minute didn't Wasn't Australia pretty much censored by Facebook because the Australian Parliament wanted Facebook to pay the Australian outlets for their content? uh, Facebook refused and cut off all the communication from Australia outlets on Facebook. Isn't that interesting to you? Isn't that interesting how all this stuff comes around? Huh. There's no such thing as coincidences. And so interestingly, the World Economic Forum uh, kicked off its annual Cyber Polygon exercise on Friday, which gives companies and governments the opportunity to opportunity to participate in a simulation of a cyber pandemic. There's, uh, John San Senito said it's inevitable that some larger attack is going to occur one day. Now. The cyber polygon event goes on for several days and experts will hold discussions on crypto and ransomware and experts say that ransomware leads to most cyber attacks, which is why they warn us not to click click on suspicious links or attachments. Now from Mark Elias on Twitter. He says that president Biden says this. he says attorney general Merrick Garland announced that the United States department of justice is going to be using its authorities to challenge the onslaught of state laws, undermining voting rights in old and new ways. And he uh, has a list here of 13 battleground states. And so Joe Biden was really, really trying to defend his legitimacy in Pennsylvania. He said, quote, the assault on free and fair elections is just a threat. Literally, I've said it before. We are facing the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War. That's not hyperbole. Since the Civil War, I'm not saying this to alarm you. I'm saying this because you should be alarmed. Now, Joe Biden puts this out on Twitter. He says, quote, this year, 17 states have enacted 28 new laws to make it harder to vote. Not to mention the early 400 bills that Republican members of state legislatures are trying to pass. The 21st century Jim Crow assault is real. It is unrelenting, and we will challenge it vigorously. Unquote. How dare Joe Biden always go to the black thing? It's hurting black people. That's all they go for. Because they make black people feel like they're so oppressed. And then that's what they go for. So they get the black people to say, yeah, yeah, that's right. And then it's funny how you get a lot of the people who are not even black themselves. And they go, they're like the, they're like the most hardcore people. They're like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to marry or date a black person, but yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it is. I don't have any black friends, but yeah, black people matter, but Go matter in a different neighborhood, black people. Just go matter somewhere else. Just not in my neighborhood. All right, folks. And so I want you to know that nothing you're seeing out there is supposed to be happening. The enemy was supposed to be in full control. They beat Donald Trump and he's gone. And forensic audits weren't even supposed to happen. Okay. The only course of action for the enemy is to go after the people, each and every one of them, people like you and me. The Biden administration are portraying its political opponents, which is us, we the people, as violent extremists who pose a threat to national security. Now, what's their agenda? Now, they want the people to take violent action. Uh, And this is not going to happen. And so the enemy has to resort to what they do best. And that's creating it, just like the kidnapping of Gretchen Whitmer, the January 6th debacle. Now, the big tech, the fake news, and corrupt politicians, the enemy, they're going to be the megaphone of this false flag right and so they're gonna put out this false narrative as if trump is not reinstated by august then the plan just failed okay they're gonna to try to convince everyone that it's only the violent people that support the election audits now now so if you see posts or flyers that say attend audit rallies or join us for decision day in august it is a trap do not fall for it now all right. Well, listen, be well, be safe. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful to be alive. I'm of that God sent his son. Uh, I love you again, and I'll see you next week on Tuesday.